Hello, and welcome to the Presidential Phone Calls podcast. This is our first podcast, so I'm sure I'm probably going to screw a lot of things up that I'll get right later and probably make a lot of mistakes with this thing. But, uh, you know, that's how it goes. You got to start things out. You got to get, you know, you got to do your own thing. You got to do it, put it out there, and see what happens. So I, uh, my name is Scott Kalonico. I'll tell you a little bit about myself is that uh, I've made a few documentary short films with a lot of these presidential phone calls. It's kind of uh, just kind of one of those things I was interested in. Um, one of the things that I think first kind of led me to these phone calls is that they are in the public domain, which means they are uh, two things. It means number one, they're free, and number two, you can do whatever you want with them. So that kind of led me to start kind of mining some of these phone calls for some interesting presidential conversations. And uh, so I pulled a few from out of here, and then I made a few over the years, and then I figured, well, why don't I just kind of keep doing this and start pulling out some of my favorites and putting them together into a podcast. I had a film show at Full Frame, a documentary film festival last year that was basically three kind of thematically related uh, phone calls from President Johnson and I had a lot of people ask me about that about kind of putting more of these phone calls together and I didn't think they'd make an all, a whole movie or well, they might at some point but right now it wasn't really up to the task and so but then I thought well maybe I could pull some of these out and put them into a podcast format because that might be a little bite sized kind of listening to some of these chunks and little little bits and pieces, wherever you got a, t- a spare 15 minutes or so, and I thought that might make, make it more interesting. And uh, this way I could kind of set up some of the um, the trivia that's that's going on behind the phone calls and maybe make some kind of comments, kind of help explain them, or basically just, just set up what I think is interesting about them. Uh, and this first one, uh, the first one I wanted to kind of start out with a bang, and what I was going to do was do the uh, President Johnson ordering a pair of slacks uh, from the White House, which is kind of a personal favorite of mine. Um, it's, pre- it's kind of a famous one. I know Howard Stern plays on his show sometimes, so I thought that would have been a good one to start out with. But then while I was on that page looking through uh, the phone calls, this is at the uh, Miller Center for Presidential History. It's millercenter.org, where you can see all these phone calls from Johnson, Nixon, Kennedy, Eisenhower... Um, they might have some Truman. I don't know if they do, but they, they, go check the site on there. And so while I was on the page looking for the uh, the phone call about the slacks, I noticed this one phone call, which was between LBJ and John Steinbeck. Uh, that is the author, John Steinbeck, uh, Grapes of Wrath. You might have heard about it. Yeah, that, that guy, that John Steinbeck, uh, talking to President Johnson. I was like, well, this one's too good to pass up, so I'll go ahead and uh, pulled this one out, and I listened to the phone call, and it was pretty, uh, you know, it made me smile. So I thought this would be a good one to start out with. Maybe one that's a little lesser known. We can kind of go on from here. Um, so hopefully I'll be doing these maybe hopefully once a week. We'll see. Uh, maybe we can get a Kennedy one in before the 50th anniversary. That's kind of my plan. To set this first phone call up here, uh, this is from August 21st of 1964. So the 1964 Democratic Convention was in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey, and that was on August 24th to the 27th. And this phone call is on the 21st, so it's a few days before the convention starts, and actually in the phone call, Johnson uh, remarks that he's just going down there for the day, so he's probably just going down there for the last night and uh, making his... uh, 
his acceptance speech and then go on from there. So what apparently what they did is they had uh, John Steinbeck in to kind of look over one of his speeches and kind of get his some th- some thoughts and see if he could help make it any better. And if you want to make a speech better, who who else are you going to call but John Steinbeck? You know, he's going to come in there and put some grapes of wrath or, you know, put the Steinbeck twist on it, on his uh, speech there. Um, the, the phone call starts out, it's kind of it's kind of funny the way it starts out, is that President Johnson just kind of picks up the phone and says, get me John Steinbeck, which is not something you've probably heard a lot of presidents say, or that's that would be actually, that's kind of power right now if you could just pick up the phone and yell at your secretary to get you John Steinbeck, and it, it happens. So uh, that's how we'll start out the phone call. Yes, please. Uh, operator? Yes, Mr. Get John Steinbeck for me right away, wherever he is. He's New York work. I'd be glad to. Sandy Harbor. Okay. And then what I thought was interesting was the secretary, I, I, I edited out a little bit of a pause there, but then the secretary calls him back, and we're talking, this is less than a minute, the secretary calls him back, and... Uh, Johnson appears to have forgotten what he'd just done. Um, and she says, Mr. President, and he's like, hello, which I think is hello, but he, he answers the phone and then he appears kind of not to know what just happened. And then he's like, what? And then his secretary says, is Mr. Steinbeck on the phone for you? Like she's annoyed that he's forgotten all this already. Hello? Mr. Steinbeck, hello? Hello? Mr. Steinbeck, hello? Steinbeck is starts off and he's kind of uh, uh, he's very writery, he's very poetical about uh, some of what's going to go on the convention. Um, he basically says, uh, "My wishes go way beyond the responsibilities of what Johnson's and, and the, the the White House staff have asked him to do," um, which you know is a very flowery kind of speech. And then uh, Johnson comes back right with right again with a "What? Good evening. How are you getting along?" Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. What's the matter? <laughs> I, I saw a television today. Yeah? No, I'm not worried. You're not worried, but I'm worried. Why? I guess because uh, my wishes are way beyond my possibility. The what? My wishes go way beyond uh, what can be accomplished. Uh, that goes with my own work too, you know. I always think I want to, uh, I can do better than I can, and I can't. Which is like it's like your grandpa talking to you on the phone. And Johnson kind of cuts straight through to uh, Steinbeck is kind of talking about feeling a little down and not quite sure if he's up to the task. And Johnson's just there to to talk him through. He's like, "Come on down, I'll I'll hang out with you, I'll entertain you, I'll bring you up." And here's where Johnson kind of lets out a big sigh. And you'll hear these a lot, especially in his phone calls. And I don't think he's actually, I don't think he's sad or anything. I think he, he kind of sighs before while he's thinking about what he's going to say next. So you can see him kind of, you can hear him sigh and kind of the wheels turn a little bit while he's figuring out how he's going to uh, convince Mr. Steinbeck into uh, helping him out here. Well, why don't you come down here and I'll pick you up son. <laughs> Would you, uh, you know, I talked to Jack Valenti yesterday, Mr. President, and uh, uh, he said that, he, uh, because that uh, we had, had a design to go to the convention, uh, if I cannot be of use, I don't want to go to the 
don't like to hang on. Now, the Jack that they're referring to here is uh, Jack Valenti, who was, he was kind of, according to what I've read, is is he was kind of a Johnson's go-between him and the and the leaders of the Republican Party. So he was kind of like he was he was a former ad man and then before that during the war Valenti was a, a was a bomber pilot. So that's kind of a that's a that's an interesting little queer twist go from bomber pilot to advertising to politics. But yeah, uh, he 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 did it. Jack Valenti did it. He's also um better known as after he uh, he left the actually the white house in around 66 and went on to head the motion picture association and he's the guy that came up with the g p g r and x ratings that were also familiar that we can yes we can thank mr valenti for all those uh and uh another interesting little note is that valenti was uh, a texas guy he's from houston and he was the person who arranged for the motorcade through Dallas, where Kennedy was assassinated. While Valenti was head of the MPAA, he also led the fight against the VCR. Um, this is kind of an interesting quote that I've pulled up from him. Uh, this is when he was giving uh, testimony before Congress. It's uh, a quote directly from him. He said, I say to you that the VCR is to the American film producer and the American public as the Boston Strangler is to the woman home alone. That's Mr. Valenti comparing the VCR to the murderous Boston Strangler. Kind of an apt, um, I guess in his words, in his, his mindset, that was an apt comparison there. I think you can be of use before we go, certainly. I'm just going that night and coming right back Thursday night. Yeah. But uh, I've got uh, some stuff here that I would like for you to uh, look at and take a uh, something out and add a little something in and let us practice it kind of together that uh, 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 I'm just uh, going over some of our things tonight. So here we have Johnson calling up John Steinbeck to get his help and the first thing he does is read a sentence from his speech. Peace should be the first concern of all governments, as it is the prayer of all men. It's a good sentence, isn't it? So that's Mr. Johnson, President Johnson there, telling John Steinbeck that he's got a pretty good speech there. In the second decade of the nuclear age, the preservation of peace requires the strength to wage war and the wisdom to avoid it. Search for peace. Why do you need me? Oh yeah, exactly. Why is why are they calling John? Why, who needs John Steinbeck when you got you got President Johnson, LBJ, right there, writing speeches? Well, I just uh, thought that uh, you were the ultimate, and uh, we'd improve it a little I bit. Know, but I don't think I can improve on that much. The search for peace requires the utmost intelligence, the clearest vision, and a strong sense of reality. Because for four years our nation has patiently demonstrated these qualities and persistently used them, the world is closer to peace today than it was in 1960. Uh, this, is, no, I, I this is good. This is good. This is very good. And it, 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 it said very well. Uh, you know, I might clean up a continent here, but beyond that, I can't can improve on that idea. Um, the other... Interesting thing to think to point out about this is a speech about peace and nuclear age and and all that rigmarole. And this is coming about three weeks after the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which basically Johnson then used to kind of write a blank check for Vietnam. So in retrospect, of course, it makes it a lot more interesting, especially when, you know, this is 64 before Vietnam really kicked off and 
And here they are talking about, uh, who's talking about peace. Uh, do you need me there? I sure, I sure think if you could come the next, uh... I admit you're a complete coward. Well, then why, why don't you get your wife to come down and spend the night with us, uh, uh, Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. With okay. If I can help, uh, that's fine. But I, I, I do not want to be a co-tending. Oh, no, you, no, no, nobody's got any ideas of that. What are you talking I don't want to go to the convention because, uh, because I wouldn't see anything. You, you come on, you come on here and let's talk about it. You come in, uh, have lunch Sunday. We'll, we'll be back, you get in here whatever time you can. We'll have lunch Sunday and you can spend Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and as long as you can till you get through with it. And just bring your bags and come on over. Wait a minute, Jack won't say I did like the the quote was uh, Mr. John or President Johnson says, "Do you want me to send a plane up there for you?" And and Steinbeck says, "I don't know how else I'm going to get down there." Would you like me to get a plane for you? Uh, yeah, of course. Me, uh, I don't know how else we can get there. Fairly enough, you know. You got to send him a plane, bring down Steinbeck to the convention. How else is he going to get there? He's not going to take an old Model T like the Jodes did out to. Uh, California and the Dust Bowl and what have you. Kind of the last thing here is there's another little grandpa moment where Steinbeck thinks that he's been switched over to Jack Valenti already and that he hasn't been yet, and so LBG has to pick it all up. I'll have Jack back in touch with you about it. Yeah, I thought you'd switch me to Jack. I'll do it right now. I was just about to call him and tell him to cancel our Clarence Hotel reservations because we don't. Well, let's let's do that after you get here Sunday. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. John. How are you? That's kind of how the phone call ends. Is Valenti and um, and and Johnson kind of Valenti and Steinbeck trying to figure out how he's going to get down there and arranging all the travel. Let's kind of kind of cut that part out because it wasn't quite as interesting. That was uh, again President Johnson talking to the author. The American author John Steinbeck in August 21st of 1964 about getting Steinbeck to come down and help him out <clears throat> with his convention speech. Well, keep listening to this. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll try to do these a lot more often. Um, I'll figure out this stuff as we go along. And thanks for listening. Uh, keep subscribing, and um, we'll see you again next time. Thanks. <laughs>